Hey, we're off. We're off, boy. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Are you excited I feel a for bit. the Super Bowl? You know what? I am excited. I'm also actually apprehensive. Yeah, I'm sort of worried about being with you when we watch it. Yeah, me I too. I feel like cause... it would make more sense to keep distance. Yeah, because we've got guests coming. So we're going to have, what, like six or so? Are you coming over for the Super Bowl? Yep. Um, so we're going to have at least like six of us here or watching it. No one's going to really care who wins. Other than me, he'll care a lot. Yeah, and you're supposed to be entertaining. Oh, yeah. We're just going to have to get a takeaway. To be fair, when is it? Like four in the morning? Uh, like midnight, I think. Oh, okay. It doesn't start at four in the morning. That would be wild. I thought it might start at like three in the morning to like six in the morning. Oh, no, I it's know. like really long, isn't it? Because of the halftime show and that. Yeah, Would it be yeah, like yeah. five hours? Probably four. Okay. Yeah, I think it'd be like 12 to four. So if we Google what time the Super Bowl starts. Yeah. Do you use the internet? Bowl kickoff time. Uh, 11.30. I guess that's local time. No. Like local to us, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I imagine it finished about three or three thirty. That's actually fine. Yeah, it's fine. You might find people go to bed, so you'll be all right. Yeah, the thing is, it's supposed to be the kind of we built a whole weekend around it, sort of. And this is supposed to be the kind of event. Of our kind of social weekend, so I would feel rude telling everyone to sh- shut up. But that is that is what I would want to do. But be quiet, everyone, and just watch this. You all have to watch in a different room. Yeah. <laughs> the social event of your weekend, and you're in a different room on your own. Dib's living room. I don't think that's gonna fly. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm genuinely stressed about it. Yeah, I'm very relieved I wasn't with you for the 49ers game. That's just passed. The Lions game. Yeah, it was... Man. Uh, All right, well, should we, rather than talk around it, should we get into it a bit? Presumably Um, by get into it, you mean talk about the other one. Talk about the other one first. And then, yeah, you've jumped the gun somewhat. Um... So, weekend just gone um, was the conference championship games. Yep. Uh, so, the first one up in the AFC, the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens, hosted the number three seed and reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we both picked the Ravens to win this. I think we both kind of thought it'd be close. Um and we were wrong. Well, we, it was close-ish. Kansas City win 17-10. And not the game that people were hoping for. Certainly not Baltimore fans. Certainly not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it wasn't... 
if it wasn't conference championship, it really wouldn't have been a very good game. Obviously, a lot was on the line, which made it interesting. Mm. If this was a regular season game, you'd be very disappointed. Yeah, I mean, the big disappointment was just like the Baltimore offense. Just couldn't get things going. Couldn't get anything going. Lamar Jackson no run wasn't game. running. And that's his thing. He's good at that. Yeah. Like, they had no run game at all from running backs or from the quarterback position. And yeah, just mistakes. Too many mistakes. Yeah, it was a shame to see him out because I think they've deserved that number one seed. I think they've probably, over the course of the season, been the best team. If you had to choose one team, yeah, been the best all year. You'd pick them, I would say. But that's the excitement of how the NFL works. Yeah. The best team in the season doesn't win. Not necessarily. Got to be big in the big moments. You do. And they were pretty small. Yeah. I think, speaking Pops of big... medium-sized. Small to medium? Yeah. Uh, in what way could they, be, could they have been smaller? We could have lost by more. Could have lost zero points. Yeah, true. Their defense, that's a good, all right. Their defense was really good. But especially in the second half. I, what was the score at half time? Was it 17 7 at half time? I'm not sure the score at half time. No, that's the sort of thing that I should have written down. But I felt like there were very few points in the second half. Chiefs were really on the ball. Even though it was quite a boring game, I feel like it was one of the best games they've played this season and you kept them to 17 points which shows Ravens defense bits yeah I think speaking of big moments you had Mahomes and Kelsey doing you know Mahomes and Kelsey like things again when you haven't necessarily seen that from Kelsey this season he was fired up this game I think he had 11 catches off 11 targets and like over 100 yards. 116 yards. 116 yards. Yeah. Yeah, so he was back. And you're right, he was fired up. He was, yeah, causing beef. Yeah, a little antagonist. Yeah, I think he managed to get a penalty for them in the first half as well. Yeah, he did. Someone like headbutted him or, yeah. you know, not quite a headbutt, but that kind of, in that vicinity. Um. Yeah, I think, yeah, to me, this comes down to the second half. You had, if I remember this properly, you had the Ravens' defense pretty much shutting out the Kansas City offense. And they had the Baltimore offense who just needed to score. And they went the length of the field a couple of times and just coughed the ball up. I think they had, Lamar had a fumble like in a sack which was in, I think, his own half. But then you also had, he threw an interception in the end zone, criminal. And then he had Zay Flowers. This was the worst one. Zay Flowers reaching the ball over the line and then getting punched out and fumbling the ball at the one and then resulting in a touchback. Touchback? That was painful, that, yeah. And that was... 
a while, that was the end of a wild sequence of events for Zay Flowers. Because he had the big play for I don't know how many yards, many. But then took 15 off right for taunting. And then, yeah, 15 yards go back because he was taunting the DB, Legeria Sneed, the defensive back. And then he had another nice play to get the penalty yardage, yardage back. And then at, at one point, I think it must have been after the taunting penalty, he went off on the sideline and, like, in frustration, hit his hand. His hand was bleeding. Yeah, his hand, like... I can't remember the order of all this. He was hitting his hand against the bench he was on. But I mm. think he didn't realize there was, like, the helmet between his legs, so he hit his helmet. Yeah, or, like, cut his, his hand. His or a helmet. And, yeah, cut his hand. And then, I don't know, again, I get the order of these wrong. But and then he had the a catch, which, you know, he tries to reach the ball over the the goal line, and gets punched out by, guess who, Legereus Need, the guy who was taunting not five minutes previous. Um, and maybe got his team a trip to the Super Bowl. Wild. And he's a rookie. And he was also probably the best player. Yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe cost his team in that, if he didn't make those mistakes, but also mm. he was so good without him. Yeah, he didn't make the big They probably wouldn't well. have got to Super Bowl, so. Yeah, I mean, he's only going to get better and better if he can get more, yeah, sort, he control hope. his emotions a bit more. He, yeah, he's going to be great in a couple of years. Well, he's great now, so he's going to stay great. Mm. Yeah. It's a shame that they, their other receivers couldn't step up in this game, they had Mark Andrews back, didn't feature very heavily. Isaiah Likely didn't feature very heavily. Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar, Rashad Bateman. But all these people, you, you're like, eh, didn't really work for them. I feel like and they were just relying like on safe yeah, yeah, and safe players did. Probably more Odell than Beckham, the rest of them together. They paid Odell Beckham like $15 million. I don't know. A lot. An awful lot to be like their fourth receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stuff. But yeah, what is annoying is that one of the arguments against Lamar is often like, oh, you know, he does all these amazing things, makes these amazing plays. But then like when push comes to shove and it gets down to crunch time, he can't be relied on to make the big plays and to like win games. And annoyingly, that is sort of what happened in this game. In that, like, you know, he did some good stuff, like all season, running and stuff. But then here, can't get over the line. No, I mean, he the one good play I can remember of Lamar. I'm sure he had more than one, but the one that sticks in the mind is the pass he had that was battered up in the air, and then he caught himself. Which, yeah. while that is a that is an incredible play, you shouldn't be throwing passes that are being batted, really. No. Um. But yeah. Um. Sorry, my I'm reading my notes, but they're all a bit jumbled up because obviously we were supposed to do this tomorrow. I didn't have time to kind of put them in a sensible order, and one of my notes just says Kyle Hamilton. Well, again, talk us through that, please. 
Yeah, he, he played well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he played well or bad or did something, I reckon. No, he he's a second year safety. He 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 was all over the place and was great. I actually do remember that. Yeah, he was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, it's quite rare that you have like a safety who not only is like playing really well, but like someone like me watching notices. I was like, that's a really good safety. <laughs> yeah. Your safeties don't tend to be the people that get all the notice, do they? No, not necessarily. Depends what kind of player you are. But he's like, he he, he seems to line up everywhere. He'll like blitz the quarterback. He'll line up against receivers. Just do I don't it. know. Does it all? Yeah. Bit of everything. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um... But yeah, I feel like we've just talking about we've just spoken about the Ravens in the game that the Chiefs won. Well, doesn't I mean, feel I like there's much to say about the Chiefs. I feel like they were just solid, both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the only really thing that stands out this week over other weeks is really, I don't know. They seemed a little bit better, more fine tuned back to how they used to be, and Kelsey was. How he was last year. Yeah. He's not had a great year, but that game, he did have a great game. Yeah, I think one of the big differences between earlier in the season is they just cut out a lot of the mistakes. There weren't many drops, none that I can remember, certainly none in like big spots. Kelsey was making the plays and they just played solid defense. Like they didn't give up many big plays. We give up the one to Zay Flowers, the only one I can remember. Think of up many big big plays and won the turnover battle. Yeah. If you can do all those things, chances are you're gonna win, even if you're not doing anything flashy. Yeah, they Yeah. I think they were just very solid, which is an extremely noteworthy, but No, nah, it's games. not a very sexy analysis, is it? No. Nah. They just sort of did everything well. Did everything well. Um yeah, and now as a result, they go back to the Super Bowl to try and be. I think it's the first team since the Patriots in the early noughties who would have done it back to back if they if they were to win the Super Bowl. Okay, it's been a while. It's hard to do. Has anyone done it three years in a row? I'm not sure. Probably not. No. If anyone has, it'll be that Patriots team. Yeah, but I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's wild. The Chiefs, the thing that's most remarkable about the Chiefs is just the fact that I don't know how they keep doing it. Man, it's yeah. annoying that this year felt like the year they decline and they don't make it. And here they are again in the Super Bowl. Again, I feel, I feel like they have declined now. I feel like they've declined and still made the Super Bowl. Well, that's what I mean. It's like. It just, it's frustrating. Think, uh, yeah, sub optimal. It's like you're fighting the tide or whatever they're saying. Each team still make it to the Super Bowl. <sighs> oh, well. Should we do NFC? I think we should. I think I mentioned my notes are a bit higgledy piggledy. I feel like I'm just going to have lots of disjointed thoughts on this one. Um, so, right. So, to set the scene, 
San Francisco are hosting Detroit NFC Championship game. Detroit haven't won a road playoff game in like 60 years. They're the only team of the original like 24 or whatever the original NFL was. They've never made it to the Super Bowl. Um, so this was their big opportunity. Should I go through how the game went? Maybe, right, so Detroit started very fast, scored touchdowns on the opening two possessions, went in at halftime 24-7 up, ended up losing the game 34-31. San Francisco came out in the second half and scored 17 points in eight minutes or 10 minutes or something. Crazy times. Yeah, bonkers got? game. Bonkers game. Is that your top note? Yeah. I <laughs> did write quite a lot of notes, but I just wrote bonkers game like 20 times. Okay, like Bart Simpson on the chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I was watching it, I was just like, oh, still a bonkers game. I just kept writing it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's so many, man. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got loads. The thing is, there's so many crazy things that happened. All right, should we, should we start with the first half? The first half, I think, was a lot less bonkers. Yeah, it's a lot easier to talk about the first half. Nothing cause... that crazy happened. It was just dominant Lions. It was Lions were running it, and San Fran couldn't stop it. Yep. Whereas on the other side, Lions could stop San Fran. And did. So it wasn't anything crazy. The only crazy thing was people probably thought San Fran would win. And Lions not only were winning, but looked like it wasn't that challenging. The Lions looked unstoppable. They were running like like crazy. I don't know the numbers, but it felt like every carry they were getting like six yards. Yeah, it was just like Gibbs, Montgomery... Yeah. Anyone they give it to, just really simple plays, but they're just constantly yeah. getting first down, first down, first down, first down, touchdown. And like, yeah, Jameson Williams had like a forty-yard touchdown run. Yeah, to open the game. The Niners weren't bad on offense. They obviously scored one touchdown. Um, they had a missed field goal. Jake Moody, the rookie, yeah, like missed, missed from forty-seven yards. That's towards um, the end of the first half, right? Um, it might uh, not be. I think in the middle. Okay. <laughs> and then Purdy threw an interception to Rodrigo, um, Malcolm Rodriguez, who I was a big fan of from uh, last se- last season's series of Hard Knocks. He was a prominent player in that series. Okay. Um, I was less keen on him at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I think the only thing that was maybe surprising was at the end of the half, um, Detroit had the ball on the Niners like three or something on fourth down and decided to kick the field goal rather than go for it, which isn't that surprising other than it's Dan Campbell who made that decision, who's normally missed to go for it. And he was Mr. Go for it 
for yeah, the rest later of on the, in game, the game. And yeah, it didn't work out for him. What do you think about that decision at the end of the first half? What would you have done? Field goal. You would have gone for a field goal? Yeah, he was at fourth and two, right? Fourth and two, fourth and maybe a long two. I can't remember exactly. But um, I think because of because I think he was up two touchdowns. It was twenty-one-seven. Yeah. So I would have gone for field goal. Because yeah, yeah, I think I would have gone for field goal. I don't know why, but I feel like if it was even, I'd more likely go for a touchdown. I don't know if that makes more or less sense. No, I think that makes sense. I think you're already two touchdowns up. I think just make it three scores up. Yeah, no, I agree. I would have gone and for a touchdown. I would have gone for a field goal. Having in the second half as well. He was in field goal range and went put on fourth down. And it got turned over. Yeah. We're I think skipping the... ahead now. Apologies. I've got I've got excited, <laughs> mate. You know it, you know how it goes. Yeah, I mean no, I agree. I think you keep the field goal at the end of the first half. Um, especially given the score. And it was like I think it was like two or three yards. If it was one, I'd say go for it. I think the argument against it would be like a momentum argument. If you can score a touchdown there, it's gonna be such a killer. Like such a sucker punch for the defense. Yeah, I feel like the the mindset mm. of Sandpan plays might just be oh, we're already buried, like it's over. Yeah, whereas if you're a San Fran defender, and you're like, okay, we've forced them to kick the field goal. That's a win, sort of. They'd take yeah. that, especially when they're down inside the 10. So, But the momentum argument also works the other way. If you yeah, go for true. a field goal, it's, yeah, maybe doesn't hurt the momentum that much. Mm. But also, going for it on fourth down and not making it, Will give them a bit of a boost. Some problems are going. All right, <sighs> you know we've got a bit more of a chance now. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Kick the field goal. I think you don't want to give them any boost and do anything risky. Just no boosts. Pile on, pile on the points where you can. Yeah, I mean it is a little bit strange us debating what the right thing to do was when we know what obviously happened afterwards. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, had he gone, had he have got it, we would have been like a oh, smart call. <laughs> yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I do think he's somewhat unlucky in that it basically did happen twice in the game and didn't get one of the two. Uh, what are you on about? So twice he went through on fourth down. In the um, game yeah. with only a couple yards, and both times it didn't work out. No, I feel like you you think you go for it enough times on fourth down. Sometimes it works, sometimes it won't. I feel like a bit unlucky the both times you've gone for it, it's not worked. Obviously, it's not like crazy shocking. Well, he did go for it on fourth down at the very end of the game and scored a touchdown. Yeah. So oh, yeah. So I guess. If we're thinking about, you know, things evening out. 
He got one of three rather than nil of two. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one felt like less of a decision now. The other two felt well, like yeah. you could go either way, whereas that one was like, well, you, you have to do. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've jumped forward there. Um, so Detroit going at halftime, 24-7 up. Both teams come back out for the second half, which is good. Um, Niners, no. They need probably a perfect game, pretty much, on offense to come back. Well, overall, to come back. Detroit, no. They just need to keep doing what they were doing. And it all changes. One play. What play? What play? Not even a very good play from 49ers. Maybe a good call, but uh, a huge pass to or attempted pass to Ayuk. Yep. Uh, possibly, well, it's not not perfect for either Ayuk's fault or Purdy's fault. It's gone a bit far, and potentially going to get picked off by the defender. And I want to say it goes through a defender's hands. Maybe it doesn't. But either way, bounces off his helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And bounces in a way that's perfect for Uke to catch it. Mm-hmm. So what looked like either pick or at least just a nothing play became a 55-yard reception for Uke. Yes. And then that's just shifted it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, play. that was one of two plays that shifted it, but that was the the initial that was the first shift. one. Yeah, well, that was a big moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, a great play by Ayuk to make the catch. Like, obviously, it's bounced favorably, so there's an element of luck there. But it's still a great play. To yeah, be you in think the right spot. It hits his helmet a slightly different way and it bounces the wrong direction. Um but yeah, so that was great. Great play. Um I think Brandon Ayuk said after the game that before the game there was like a ladybird or ladybug right. uh, on his shoe or something. And he was like uh so it's like good luck or something. Apparently, um, so maybe we have the ladybug to thank for that play, or curse, depending on your persuasion. Is this ladybug going to be your MVP? I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I actually then goes on to score the touchdown a few plays later. Um. And then we had a big play that changed momentum again in the Niners' favor. Show what play I'm referring to. Well, yeah. Pretty much... I want to say it was pretty much straight after the touchdown. Yeah, first offensive play for Detroit on the next series. Oh, it was the first one. I think so. Um, I can't remember which running back. Was it Gibbs? I think it was Gibbs. But um, whoever was running with it, as he was sort of going down, gets ball gets like stripped, like punched out. Mm, yep. And then it 
gets recovered by 49er. So they yeah. just got a touchdown, instantly get the ball back in good field position. Mm-hmm. And what looked like a bit of a blowout is now all of a sudden looking like it could be a really close, good game. Yeah, so I think so. coming up for the second half, I think there was a field goal drive that I forgot about. Because this, I think, tied up the game. So you had the fumble, the strip sack, which was by... No, it's not a sack, is it? But this kind of strip fumble by Tashawn Gibson, the safety, recovered by Armstead. Then there was about the 25-yard line or so. They got the ball. And then I think they ended up running it in with McCaffrey. Yeah. Which I think tied it up at that point. And this is when John started believing. Yeah. (laughs) This is when... Because, all right, so I've not really described how I watched this game. So we watched the AFC game together, right? Hiding behind the cushion. Well, no, we don't have enough cushions for that. Um, We watched the AFC game together. And then you left after that because it was late. And I decided I would try and stay up for the AFC game. But, you know, it... Kicked off at like half 11 and, you know, work the next day and stuff. And I was kind of drifting off at the end of the first half. So I went to bed at half time and left my phone on like, do not disturb or whatever it is all day, Monday. Uh, wait, what did I? I it was, yeah, anyway, I watched it after work on Monday um, and it was just I can't remember why I stopped talking about this it was stressful what were we just talking about <laughs> oh yeah so I had kind of overnight and during the day I kind of resigned myself to defeat I was like oh and I, w- I was just like dreading watching it after work I was like it's going to be so depressing to like finish work and then just watch the second half of your team getting knocked out in the championship round again. Um, and then, you know, it was like a new day for me. It was like a new a new Niners team that I was watching. All of a sudden, they were unstoppable. I was like, wow, this is phenomenal. And it was, the Brandon Ayuk catch was obviously a big moment. But it was the fumble when I was like, right, I believe now. Let's go get it. Yeah. Let's go get it. And you know what? They bloody did. They went and they got it for old John they, Boy. They did get it. I'm not sure for you, but <laughs> they did get it. I think Debo Samuel did a lot to change momentum as well. He had a couple mm. big plays, but more than that, it just seemed like he was just gassed and trying to get all the crowd hyped. And Yeah, well, there was... The noise beef. difference in the second half compared to the first half was nuts. First yeah. half could have been in a library. Yeah, it wasn't, but yeah. It was that quiet. I realise now that you're throwing it back to a conversation that we had before we started recording about libraries. Yeah, that's only going to make sense to you. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right. It got loud in the second half. 
Yeah. Devo Samuel had a part to play in that, I think. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. Um, yeah, there was because there was some beef between him and the Lions corner or safety, CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, didn't at one point one of them just do like a blindside tackle? Or was that? Yes. It was. Yeah. Um, so that was Debo who was like not involved in the play. I think this was on the pick, Rodrigo's pick. Um, then as the defensive back, CJ Gardner Johnson is running past Debo, he like, yeah, blocks him basically. Just like yeah. knocks him over, um, which is a 15 up penalty. Um, not worth it. Not worth it. No. Maybe, I guess, but not in terms of winning the game. No. It depends on how much you dislike Debo Samuel. Maybe you're like, oh, worth it. Yeah, well, I think. Garner Johnson probably thought at that point that they were going to win the game. Yeah. Because um, he was waving to the Niners fans on the sideline at like 21 <laughs> 7. And I get, I and I presume that's like a waving goodbye, like, see you later, like you're out of the playoffs type situation. But that's a bold thing to be doing in the first half. Yeah. Like, two scores up. You've seen football before. These things happen. <laughs> And then it happened. And then it happened. Happened so quickly as well. It was tied up by... There was still three minutes left in the third when it was tied up. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, basically what you watched on Sunday was you watched a dominant Lions game. And then on Monday, you watched a dominant 49ers game. Yeah, it was weird. It was... But weirdly, it was just the same game. Yeah, but across two because it was a game of two halves, and I watched it in two halves. Yeah, all right. Should we do our little things that we do? Have you got an MVP and a highlight of the week and stuff like that? Um, you can think of one. Yeah, all right. Let's start with MVP. So, most valuable player for the championship round. I don't know if you call it that. Championship Sunday. Yeah, I've got a few honourable mentions. Um, I think my answer is probably Travis Kelsey. Sure. He had a huge game. He did. Um, but then... I'd say Brooke Purdy's probably a close second. Mm-hmm. He had a couple. He obviously threw an inception right in the first half. Correct. But other than that, he looked very composed and had a couple really big runs, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty crucial. Yeah, I think on Purdy, he made a few. So he obviously threw the pick. Which obviously is not ideal. I think his hand was hit as he was throwing it, so it's not like just like a bad decision or like a bad throw. But obviously, it's still on him. And there's a few throws which were a bit kind of scary, um, including one I remember that he sort of threw almost to the defender, and then Brandon you kind of had to knock it down. Um, he had a few that were a bit iffy, but the good thing about Brock. 
is that that doesn't put him off. He's just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And just like, obviously, he won't try and do the bad throws again, but it's, he's, he's not going to become like, what's the word, more like conservative. He's just going to play. And he's so cool headed. I mean, it's such a big game. Yeah. But and he no made a sign of him feeling the pressure. No. And he made some really good plays. I can think of a bunch. I can think of one where he's running around all over the place and it ends up flipping it down the line to Cole Juszczyk. He's like standing there on his tiptoes. Yeah, he looked so funny. He did amazing to not. He had a great out. game, Cole Juszczyk, genuinely. Like, he did. I didn't really know his name before that game, but he Juice. had a couple big receptions. Juicek him. Yeah. He got quite a big reception, like 30 yard or so, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, yeah, like scramble drill situation. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great player. Um, and then Brock had that one. Was it fourth down? Or might have been third down to Juwan Jennings, where, again, he's like flushed out the pocket and he's running kind of He's running kind of left from his perspective and there's no one downfield and he ends up just kind of popping it back infield, like across his body um, to John Jennings, who makes an incredible like one-handed catch. Yeah. So is that. There's the one where um, the defender, I think it's McNeil, um, is like bearing down on him and he just stands in, throws an absolute dime to Debo while he gets just like smacked and he gets completely like i don't know what's a word for smack very hard uh bulldozed he gets completely bulldozed <laughs> while throwing it that's incredible <laughs> and i think it was one i've forgotten as well oh his legs yeah nice he had legs. a couple big big runs he did really good he had like 50 yards rushing i think if you don't include the nil downs the nil downs might have put him under 50 but um, yeah, and big like big rushes and big moments as well. Yeah, crucial moments. Yeah, and he's so cute. He's like, he looks so small. Like <laughs> I bet he's not. I bet he's like six foot and like weighs like the same as you. But he looks tiny compared yeah. to everyone else on there. He looks like you can just like put him in your pocket. And he was diving as well. He wasn't sliding. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was going for it. Have you said all this? Is he your MVP? By any chance? No, I just wanted to talk about him. Yeah, okay. Um, Which 49ers player is? Well, right. So I'll do my honourable mentions, of which there are many. Yeah. Um, I've got Carl Hamilton, who we've already spoken about. Yeah. Safety, he's just flying around. Mahomes. Kelsey. Um. Technically not a player, but Steve Spagnola, the Chiefs defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, Purdy, who we've just mentioned, I uh, just did like a 10-minute monologue about. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I remember um, that. Uh, maybe Purdy is my answer, but the one we've not mentioned is CMC, who like Christian McCaffrey, who... <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Just always makes positive yard, always makes like more yards than he should, and did have yeah. some big big plays in that game, including one where he like 
stiff armed Gardner Johnson. Yeah. And then ran like twenty yards down the line. Touchdowns. He scored he had two touchdowns. And then Elijah Mitchell had one touchdown, which would have been McCaffrey if McCaffrey hadn't done like a really long run to get there and like landed on his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? That. So he needed a break. He got straight back up. <laughs> yeah. Man. He's so good. Um but yeah. I'll share my MVP between Purdy and TMC. Because it's my special day. I'm allowed to do that. Okay. <laughs> just You're so today. <laughs> You're just too happy. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. Um all right. So we've got we've got our darkness retreat moment, which is our low light to do. We've got a highlight. Um and then I've got some news about coaches, which is boring. Shall I do maybe the, the coaches news now? And then we can do darkness retreat low sure. light highlight. And then we can talk about Super Bowl. Plan. Alright, so coaches news. Um this I feel like I've told you like three times, but I think only now it's been confirmed which is Jim Harbaugh has been hired by the Chargers to be the head coach. I had a feeling that was confirmed last week. Um, no? I don't know. I but, do feel like I've mentioned it every week. Yeah, okay. Well, it's definitely it doesn't feel concerned. like news because I feel like I knew that, new. but yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Maybe that is news, but... It could be. I'm reading my notes from last week. So let's see if you already knew this one. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris, the former Rams defensive coordinator, as their head coach. Did you know mm, no. No, okay, so that is new. Um, which is interesting if you know who that is. Um, but also interesting in the fact that they didn't hire Bill Belichick, who they interviewed twice. Yeah, didn't they interview the Texans defensive coordinator twice as well? They interviewed pretty much everyone. But yeah, they did interview Bobby Slowick, is who you're thinking of. They interviewed him twice as well, yeah. Yeah, well, that was the news of last week. Right, okay, yeah. So last week, the news was it'll probably be Bill, but it might be, what did you say his name was, Bob? Bobby Slowick, yeah. So it'd be Bill or Bob. And now yeah, it's who? Raheem okay. Morris. Raheem Morris. Um, And then the Panther... Wait, what? The Carolina Panthers. I wrote it in the wrong order. The Panthers have hired Dave Canales, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, as their head coach. Okay. Um, Interesting to see how that affects Tampa Bay as well as Panthers. Yeah. I mean, Tampa had a pretty good year in terms of... Certainly offensively. Yeah. And, like, outperforming expectations and, like, getting really high-level play out of Baker Mayfield, which, you know, many people have not been successful in doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I guess, I mean, we'll see is the kind of reaction to all these. But I think I think the only head coaching vacancies left are Washington and Seattle. I think. Okay. okay. And obviously, Bill Belichick is still out there. Um, 
Pete Carroll is technically out there, the former Seattle head coach. But it looks like he's going to be in, like, in, the, in the office at Seattle. I've not yeah. heard anything that he's looking... Not that I have sources um, other than Twitter.com. Uh, but it looks like... Which isn't even called Twitter. No, it's not called that anymore. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure if you put in your browser Twitter.com, it would take you to... They'll find... They'll find the artist it. formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you got those two guys who are technically still out there. And, you know, all these other guys people thought would get uh, head coaching gigs like Bobby Slowick or Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, and a bunch of others who I can't remember off the top of my head. A lot of them are going to miss out. Yeah. Just maths. There's not enough teams. Yeah. There's not enough teams. Only 32 people can be head coaches in the NFL. Yeah. So the anyway, they're all going to stay head coaches if they all swap. What happens? Loads of offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators get head coaches. Wait, what? Say that again. The anyway, they'd all stay head coaches if they would just swap teams. And what do you mean? The 32? The... If you oh, think of, yeah, head the 32 head coaches last year, the only way they're going to keep them is if they either swap teams or stay there. Yes. If you, as soon as you hire an offensive coordinator, at least one head coach is gone. Yeah. Math. Glad we got that sorted. <laughs> right. Should we do our darkness retreat moment, our low light of the week? Yeah. Y- yeah? As in, you going to say yours? Yeah, well, mine's your highlight, which is oh. the Lions running back. Getting stripped. Oh, okay. Turnover. I imagine that's your highlight. Hmm. Your highlight might be the whistle going. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. was that? Why was that? Because there were lots of moments in that game you could have chosen. Well, the the IU reception was kind of rough. But it felt like Lions were far enough ahead that it wasn't going to affect the outcome. It right. just felt like, oh, this is going to make it closer than it should be. And Lions are a bit unlucky here. Mm-hmm. But then that happening straight afterwards was like a real low blow. Obviously, nothing wrong actually happened. That's how it felt there. No, it's a perfectly legal shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no foul play involved. Yeah, okay, so I guess, yeah, for the same reason, it is my highlight. Spoiler, it is my highlight. Is because it was when I started to believe. Yeah, it's the moment that brought me the most joy because that's when I thought, holy shit, we're going to win this. And it's when you thought, holy shit, the Lions are going to lose this. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, my darkness retreat moment... I could have listed so many things in the first half of the Lions game. The Jameson Williams touchdown I found particularly frustrating because he almost got tackled like a million times. But because I couldn't choose one, um, I've not gone for anything from the Lions game, the Niners game. Um, So I've got, as an honorable mention, um, the referee, Sean Smith, losing his voice. 
was hard. <laughs> that was hard to watch. <laughs> it was so bad for him because I don't know why, but that's so embarrassing when that happens. And he happened every time he spoke in front of about sixty million people. <laughs> yeah, I. But I thought a lot of people's actions was mine, which like respect. But yeah, it is a bit. What like respect awkward. for still going? Yeah, and being really professional about it. Yeah, but it's still embarrassing in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, so I wanted that as an honourable mention, but the moment in that game for me that was most frustrating was the Zay Flowers um, fumble in the end zone. Yeah. Because that lost him the game. And it was, yeah. I was rooting for the Ravens, but um, wasn't to be. Um, all right. Highlights wise, we've done mine. Um, said fumble recovery off the Gibson strip. It's not a sack, strip tackle. I don't know. Um, Surely strip recovery. But he didn't recover it. He just stripped it. Oh, we just stripped it. Okay. Let me try that sentence again. Armstead <laughs> fumble recovery off the Sean Gibson strip. Are you going to cut out the first time you said it? Probably can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> Unfiltered. Um, yeah. Well, my highlight is, uh, you've already mentioned it, would be the Williams touchdown. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of there's two games to choose from. Yep. And I wanted Ravens and Lions. Okay, Raven... I've got a better one for you. Okay, sure. I got Lamar's catch to himself. Lamar's throw and catch. That's a better moment. It wasn't that big. It was, and it wasn't hurtful for old John Boy. If it wasn't that big in the game, it wasn't like he made like sixty yards. He got a first down. <laughs> He got first down, it was good. And it was sort of, yeah, an interesting thing that happened. Mm. But the outcome of the play was, what, like a 10 yard? 13. 10 yards. 13, okay. Not a 40 yard touchdown. No. But to be fair, it didn't feel like highlights because... Yeah, well, both the teams right wanted the to win, lost, and yeah, it wasn't like that was felt like it was securing the game. It still was like, oh, there's plenty left. Yeah, it's about two minutes into the game. Hopefully, um, some highlights in the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, nice link, Paul. Hell yeah! I'm a professional. Um, all right. Well, should we should we pick our winner of the Super Bowl? Um. I've picked the Niners every single week I can. And and so we'll continue to do that so it's not to jinx them. So I will pick the Niners for Super Bowl. Um, do you want to say who you've got and I'll update on where we are in the picks competition? Niners also. You've also got the Niners. All right. Um, so I was thinking, because it's the Super Bowl, we could get some extra points if you get this one right. So Maybe to get one point, we get like 25. Right. Wait, what? I'll get 25 points if I get it right, but I guess it's MG. Well, yeah. You probably shouldn't have guessed the same as me. 
Yeah, well, you didn't tell me a 25-point rule until after you <laughs> said the same as you. Would that change? I've still got it open. I can change it. Well, if we're keeping that rule in, then yeah, I'll change. Okay. I mean, the truth is I'm still going to be hoping San Fran win, but I'll, uh, if I can win this competition... Well, you you know the difference. I bet there's a 26-point <laughs> difference, isn't there? There's 27. <laughs> You're such a little shit. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I do lead by twenty-seven. So, yeah, it's not looking great for you, regardless. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Bowl is going to be. We've got a week off this week. Um, it's Pro Bowl week, and then. Super Bowl on like February or whatever it is, 10th or whatever, will be the Niners against the Chiefs, which is a replay of the 2019 Super Bowl that the Chiefs won. Yeah. Narrowly. Time to write that wrong. Yeah. I think that was I think that was the most recent Super Bowl that I haven't watched. But like I wasn't watching American football at that point. Okay. But yeah, all right. So we're going to do like a Pro Bowl episode next week, I think. We're going to pick our Pro Bowl teams or maybe all pros or something. We'll do something That's like good. that. Yeah. Um, and maybe we can talk about the awards as well. MVP, yeah. stuff like that. That sounds good. So look forward to that next week. And then it's Super Bowl time. And then it's seven months without any football. But still a weekly podcast. That's what we're all really excited for. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll see you next week, buddy. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.